0: Hello and welcome to season three of the Melrose Place cast. I'm Mary. I can't believe we're still doing this.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm teach And what what could possibly stop us, Mary?
0: I don't know at this point. I honestly don't know. And I wonder sometimes. times. Season three, wow, it is really kicking it up a notch.
1: Mary, we are cooking with grease this season. We are firing on all cylinders.
0: Oh my God. And speaking of fire, I don't know about you, but I think there may be some explosive plot twist coming our way? Hmm.
1: Did you say explosive? Yeah, we this gonna... place about to blow.
0: Are we going to get sued? <laughs> have the money, please don't sue us. They can take all the royalties, we don't make any money. Because you
1: know what? There's no real, there's no real sponsors. But each week we're going to have a couple fake ones.
0: We sure will, and you're going to learn all about them coming up now on the Melrose PlaceCast. Hello, and welcome to the Melrose PlaceCast. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 14, called Sex, Drugs, and Rockin' the Cradle. I'm Mary.
1: I am Teej. Oh my gosh, Mary, this episode. Ooh, is it artistic?
0: That's one word.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you think of it?
0: Um, it was fine. This one was fine. It wasn't as much fun as last week's. Um, it wasn't as crazy as I would have liked it to be, but it was fine.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. I Listen, I really liked it. And maybe, you know what? Maybe this is going to be my week. If it's not as crazy, you weren't too into it. Uh, I understand it's a little warm up by you.
0: I know you're beating that hook because I said I wouldn't talk about how hot it is. So I'm not going oh! to. Oh, there it is. There it is. You just did. So I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> Mary, can I give you just a little teaser of the rhetorical arguments that you're going to have to uh, fight back today?
0: Oh, yes, please.
1: Okay. Quote number one. I want you to know, I was so flush with great quotes that I could use that this is my first one, not my last. Are you ready? I'm ready. There are HIV positive people in kitchens everywhere. God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't even need to save the game for the last.
0: That is what usually happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's my slam dunk. Okay, quote what? number quote number two, even more artistic.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That is not his name.
0: Oh. Oh um, yeah, I remember that.
1: Talk, talking about Joe ta- yelling at Michael when he talked about Michael Jr.
0: <laughs> Michael Jr.
1: <laughs> and quote number three. I'm actually going to keep that redacted, Mary, because that quote is so strong. I don't think I will need to do more than read the quote to win the argument.
0: It's too hot for TV.
1: Too hot for this podcast, at least.
0: <laughs>
1: Speaking of hot, how are you doing?
0: Um, I will let the listeners know that I am foregoing having my air conditioner on so I can record this with quiet sounds. So you're welcome. Good. How- good.
1: Well, let me get started. I would like to talk about my first point. That there are HIV positive people in kitchens everywhere. It's true. Yeah. I can I just recap this whole little bit because I don't think you're gonna talk about it. Nope, I'm not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so here's what has happened. Jeffrey and Matt are over at Billy and Susan's having a double date dinner.
0: Sounds they, like a-
1: yeah, they go to great lengths to explain why Jeffrey is chopping vegetables instead of the French-trained chef standing right there.
0: <laughs> he did work for the some sort of military. Maybe he had to peel potatoes at one time.
1: In the mess hall, Mary, maybe. You've seen this man dress to go play basketball? Yeah. He is as growy <laughs> as they come. He his... didn't even know
0: where his salad tongs were.
1: Can you trust a man that doesn't toss a salad?
0: No, you can't, according to this show.
1: (laughs) According to me. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't know where his salad tongues were. He uh, hides his existence in Los Angeles. He wears sweatpants to go play (laughs) basketball in LA heat. This is not someone you should be trusting. When you've got Susan right there, who knew how to make crawfish etouffee. (laughs) Etouffee. Anyway, so they they do a little setup there, essentially like, oh, Susan's just humoring him, and and it was important to Jeffrey to cook, and and oh, Jeffrey cuts his finger.
0: Uh oh, trouble.
1: Trouble, trouble, trouble. He freaks out, throws the veggies he was cutting uh, into the sink because, of course, Jeffrey's HIV positive, and he's freaking out about his blood infecting anyone else. Yeah. Okay, so he cuts his finger. Susan's like, oh, that's unfortunate. And Jeffrey, like, veggies to the sink, starts freaking out. And Susan's like, calm down. And Billy and Susan are both looking a little weird. And Matt tries to come in and calm him down. Jeffrey freaks out and leaves. And then he's sitting down at the stairs that Joe tumbled down. Yeah. With Michael Jr.
0: <laughs> little Michael Jr.
1: And Matt is there to, to comfort him and kind of talk him down. And Jeffrey acknowledges that he freaked out. Um And Matt kind of goes to help and wrap his finger and Jeffrey again pulls his hand back to to avoid the blood getting anywhere near Matt. And Matt's like, look, unless I have an open wound and you're bleeding right into it, I'm pretty safe. Give me your finger, right? And they kind of, um, they have a moment. And in there, they agree to go back upstairs. And one of the things Matt says is, hey, there are HIV positive people in kitchens everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I thought this was high art for the generations, the whole thing. Um, they did such a good job, I thought, of kind of showcasing the fear that gay people had of any bloodborne pathogen in the 90s. I, I think that was a realistic reaction of what someone in Jeffrey's situation would have, how they would have reacted in the 90s. And the fear, well, at that point, I think society had understood like, you can't catch it by kissing or touching someone, right? Yeah, there, we had to to convince everyone of that. I think um, big CDC had to uh, <laughs> had had to get everybody terrified of of blood and semen. As you should be. No, Mary, this is what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> Keep it all away. <laughs> get it away.
1: <laughs> anyway, I I thought it was realistic. I thought it was well done, and it it uh, having been cognizant of my sexuality at this point in the 90s, but not yet open and talking about it. Um, that fear of HIV positive people, recognizing you can like, you at that point you knew like, oh, this isn't, this isn't communicable from shaking hands or something like that. But there was, it, it still felt like a death sentence to people. It still felt like if there's blood in the water, you better get out. It reminded me right around the same time, I actually a couple of years later, I was in um, Arkansas visiting my brother. You know, the one, my mom's favorite.
0: Oh yeah. I've heard about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've talked to my mother. (laughs)
0: That's all she talks about.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, some, I, I don't know who's who in the family. It was all like his wife's family, but there was a, like a two year old two and a half year old who had hepatitis C. Oh
0: yeah.
1: And they brought her into the swimming pool and then, um, the other adults who had kids in the swimming pool freaked out and just yanked their kids out of the pool right away. It made everybody feel weird. Oh, and it was so sad. I have a picture with that baby.
0: Oh
1: yeah. So that's what it was. And just to wrap the storyline up, Am- Amanda comes by later. Bless her heart. You know, Dan and Jenny suggest that Amanda Woodward has Asperger's. Have we talked about that?
0: You have brought that up before. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Here's a good example of, of to support <laughs> their case.
0: <laughs> well yeah
1: so Amanda, but
0: that was it's a weird scene yeah, yeah.
1: well amanda comes by him for no good reason says hey just so you know he she comes by matt's apartment jeffrey's right there just so you know i heard what happened last night and i just want you to know there's no health hazard even for the pool and she like <laughs> leans over to jeffrey to say Aww. that and that is uh very smart to be like thank you Amanda and as he's closing the door Amanda's like see all you have to do is be upfront about these things
0: <laughs>
1: and he he closes the door I imagine Amanda on the other end of the door is saying something to herself about oh I don't mean to be insensitive it's just sometimes I am <laughs> so Je- Jeffrey gets real mad at Matt for telling everybody that he has HIV apparently that was a secret and confidential which I understand um by the been like, and it's clear that despite what they were teasing throughout the episode, Matt and Jeffrey will not be moving in together. And I'm sure that is not a plot that will change in one week.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: So, Mary, what do you think? Was this a high art?
0: I mean, compared to the rest of the episode, sure. Well, oh, um, I've got
1: I've got better arguments coming.
0: <laughs> um I will say one thing that frustrates me about this storyline is it kind of is just repeating itself over and over again. I mean, it's like it's sort of the same thing. And I guess maybe in that way it is like arch because it's the same human shit that's playing out over and over again between these two because they're like, we're together. And then some small little mishap happens. Jeffrey's like, I'm out. And then Matt's like, oh no, let's get back together. And then they get back together. And I'm like, I get that we can't have Matt actually land in a long-term functional relationship because it's the 90s and they don't know how to do that on this show, especially for the gay character. But mm-hmm. it is a little, like, frustrating at this point because I feel like we've, we may not have seen this exact storyline before, but we've kind of seen the HIV scare thing a couple times now. Not to say that's not a realistic thing that someone would be scared of, but, like, compared to the other storylines on the show, this is just starting to feel a little repetitive.
1: Okay, all right, all right. Well, good. What do you got? You what, Did you see anything trashy?
0: Oh, I squinted and I found a few things. Um, I call this one, Allison goes to rehab to get help with her drinking, but winds up getting help finding a beefy new boyfriend. What, what?
1: <laughs> beefy new boyfriend.
0: Beefy.
1: He's too beefy for her.
0: He's too beefy.
1: <laughs> Listen, that's real. That's real.
0: That's like the most Midwestern thing you could say, I think, because someone is too beefy. Um. So this kind of kicks off. Um, Amanda calls Billy into her office, who this time is not wearing acid wash jeans. Um, or a
1: belt. Or a belt.
0: Oh, yeah, he wasn't wearing a belt, but they are jeans. They're just not acid-washed, so yep. I'll, I'll allow it, I guess. Um, she is mad that D&D is getting stuck with the bill for Allison's rehab, and she wants Billy to get them out of it. Billy says it's in their standard employee health coverage. She no, con- it's not. She counters that she told him to fire her, So Allison's not an employee. And Billy says, well, she is because I didn't fire her before she went to rehab. And Amanda's like, okay, fire her now. (laughs) Billy says, (laughs) While she's in rehab for behavior that happened before rehab, because that's illegal. Also, I don't think that's true. I think that probably is true. Right? Mm. I don't know.
1: If it is true, Billy doesn't know it. I know Matt told him, but... (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean again we've established dnd has no hr department so it's really whatever someone says that week that's the new rule um and that is a little myth that he trapped her but then she's like you know some people like you because you're such a nice guy but i like your sneaky side and she takes his little chin in her hand which is a little intimate and she's like do it again and i'll fry you <laughs> cut to rehab allison is talking about allison her favorite topic at group therapy well, that's I, what
1: she's supposed to do.
0: I know, but I'm just sick of her. Um, she's talking about her nightmares and the stuff with her dad. And it's her boyfriend and her boss. And she's like, I guess that's why I turned to drinking too much. And another person in the group starts laughing, which is a fun reaction to happen. Yeah, this was rude. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you don't expect us to listen to this self pitying garbage. This girl's a joke. And the therapist is like, hey, uh, remember what you were like when you got here? And Allison's like, I don't think this guy's going to be nice to me. And the therapist is like, you know, Allison, your story is the same as everyone else's. You just don't know it yet. And I thought that was a pretty good point.
1: She that was a quote <laughs> I could have pulled out, but I didn't. It was one of the ones left on the table.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Uh, she assigns Allison to work in the kitchen with Terry. Terry is the guy who makes fun of her. And so we cut to them working in the kitchen. She apologizes. I'm sorry we got off the wrong foot. And she's like, I know a little about football, and I think you're a great athlete. So we know now that he is at least a semi best football player. He snaps back. He doesn't care what she She can stop hitting on him. So these two are two of a kind, because both of them always think I'm hitting on them. Uh, Allison's like, uh-uh, I wasn't hitting on you. And he says, yeah, you were. You're sucking up to me, so you don't have to deal with your own shit. And she's like, well, forget it. And he grabs her arm. Boo! And he says, "A butt-kissing little blonde bimbo who's too afraid to admit she's a drunk. She tells him to go to hell. And he says, I've been there, babe. I'm on my way out. Oh, God uh cut to susan. what's what's
1: wrong that's helpful
0: oh god um uh, susan gets home to the phone ring it's allison and she wants to leave a message for billy to come to a special meeting at rehab tonight although it seems like you let him know a little sooner than the day of but whatever uh and susan's like yeah i'll totally pass on that message and to- susan totally doesn't pass it on so back intentionally
1: uh, that's a key yeah. she makes it they show her making an intentional choice not to tell him
0: yes uh, meanwhile, back at the kitchen, Allison hangs up and the guy is there. He scolds her and she's like, I may be the queen of denial around here, but I don't have to take your third grade treatment from an overpumped football ego. And he tells her to get back to work. And she says, you've been acting like a pig and I want you to apologize now. And he says, you know, you might have a point of how I'm acting. I'm not just a drunk, but I'm also sexually <laughs> compulsive. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Like when I see someone, especially someone like you, I gotta have them. Then I throw them away. So, of course, this is music to Allison's ears, probably, because this is <laughs> she doesn't have a great track record here. Well, because uh, she's
1: thinking, oh, if only I was dating Billy, then I could be available to you.
0: <laughs> so they kind of, like, he tells her that's a secret, and he hasn't told the therapist. And so she's like, okay, I'll keep your secret, blah, blah, blah. Uh, cut to special rehab meeting. The chair next to Allison is empty. Dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: She excuses herself and goes to a payphone and calls Billy's apartment. We see Billy and Susan are canoodling, and she's like, oh, don't answer the phone. I had to share you last night. Not tonight. It goes to the machine. Allison breaks out of rehab and runs off to the bar. Uh, she gets home. How does she have money? Yeah, how does she have money? I don't know. Maybe... You
1: know, you know what else? Uh, I think Dan and Jenny pointed it out about last week.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, she's driving to rehab, or being driven, yes they, they stopped for snacks suggesting there's still a distance to go
0: yeah they did stop at that little convenience store yeah and
1: then she what just walks the rest of the way
0: <laughs> maybe she had to get her steps in
1: <laughs> okay keep going
0: uh so we see allison later tumbling literally tumbling back into her room giggling she's drunk terry is in her room waiting which is uncomfortable uh she said, you thought you'd come in here and tear off a little, Mr. Sex Addict, which was a weird sentence. He's like, no, I'm concerned about you. And she's like, let me tell you, Mr. Football Star, you're not my type. You're too beefy.
1: He <laughs> is too beefy. She's she's right. She's right. Her taste in men is fine.
0: You know, as football players go, he's not that beefy. Like, he's he's muscular, but he's not like... I mean, he doesn't look like a professional wrestler. I mean, he's just... You know what I mean? But whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay. Compared to Billy, that's too beefy. Um, So, she's like, he's yelling at her that she's been drinking. And she says, well, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> I do enjoy a drunk Allison come back because they're a little weird. He says, you gotta knock it off or they're gonna kick you out. And he's like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do, tell on me? And he grabs her by the back of the head. Boo! And he takes her to the sink and runs water over her. And he makes her look in the mirror and goes, you see that? That's a drunk. You gotta learn to admit it. And he throws her on the bed and covers her up and says, sleep it off. And I'm staying to make sure you do. Uh, and he, she asks why, and he says, because I give a damn, not go to sleep. Like, if someone did that to me, I would be calling.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be drifting off into a slumber. Hello?
0: Hello? Am I back with you?
1: Yeah, where oh. have you been?
0: My phone started, my parents were calling, and I couldn't make it stop.
1: <laughs> okay so you were saying
0: I'm so sorry Um, uh, I would be very uncomfortable if someone came into my rehab room and did this I would be calling for security too Yeah, uh, but she doesn't she goes to sleep we cut to the morning he's still in the room he is sleeping in a position that like would make every chiropractor's dreams come true because he's like leaning over on a table sideways like his neck must church is all I'm saying uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh Anyway, they kind of talk it out, and she's she's like, Well, are you gonna tell on me? And he says, No, we'll keep last night a secret, mm-hmm. but you gotta commit to getting sober. And she says, All right. And he says, I watched you while you slept. I could hear the old me saying, Take her, she's drunk, what the hell? But somehow I think you're a friend, and I want you to get well, and that's helping me get well. Red flags. Um and-
1: by the way, two days. This is day two.
0: Day two. Uh, Billy comes to see her. He is bringing her insurance papers from the office. Again, apparently, there is no HR department or couple laws. Uh, he can just bring this person he has no real relationship with because they are no longer engaged in her couple. He can bring her her insurance papers. Um, she's mad because she's like, Where were you? And then they, he, she finds out he didn't get the message. Uh, and they talk it out and they hug. They cut to group therapy. And we have the great big moment that we've all been waiting for where Allison goes, I'm Allison. I'm an alcoholic. People clap. Um, Terry walks her back to the room. She thanks him for his help. He thanks her for inspiring him to be honest. And he leans in and kisses her, which is another big red flag. And she kisses back, but then she's like, we can't do this. And she gets into her room and closes the door and leaves him there. Um, so again, apparently when the consortium of doctors bought out d they did not notice the lack of an HR department. We've not worked on that uh i really can't imagine why he would be bringing her and or rehab this paperwork i don't understand also it was the 90s and we know they had a fax machine so whatever um billy again was not wearing acid wash in the first scene he was wearing acid wash in a subsequent scene which displeased me and (laughs) i mean just how nice is it allison keeps getting to have these little meat cutes like one after another. It's so much fun for her. She keeps meeting these guys. What's um,
1: a meet cute?
0: That's when you you ha- it's like in a romantic comedy, like when you meet let's say a, a professor of um, ocean studies just tabling on the corner in front of a bar on a Friday night <laughs> about his lecture series. Or or when you meet a billionaire and he buys you a peek. Or you meet <laughs> a professional football player who grabs you and dunks your head in the sink and tells you to go to sleep. Like <laughs>
1: Well, oh, I'm to sure. to dream a dream of a romance.
0: <laughs> um, and my favorite part of this whole thing was her describing Terry as being too beefy. That's gonna be. I mean, he was
1: too beefy. He was too beefy.
0: I don't think he's too beefy. I think you know that's it's subjective. But like for someone playing a professional football player, he did not look outrageously beefy.
1: I'll give you that. Still too much for me.
0: Right. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Well,
1: Mary. I'd like to move on to my next point.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Well, this is going to be a good one. Uh, This quote, that is not his name, uttered by Joe Beth Reynolds. Now, I assume the stolen baby plot is not something on your list?
0: You assume incorrectly, but that's fine.
1: Okay, well, then I will save the plot for you. You do better at it than I do. But here's the thing. There comes a point where later, Michael refers to the baby as Michael Jr. To Joe.
0: (laughs) Joe
1: apparently wants the baby to be Reed Jr. I don't know. She gets mad about this. Yeah, she says, that's not his name. And Mary, do you know what that just conjured up? No, I don't. Suburban terror of child napping in the late 80s and early 90s. Oh. Do you you remember the Lifetime issue? I don't know if it was Lifetime or something else. I think it was a Uh, network special i know my first name is steven
0: (laughs) no i don't remember
1: oh mary (laughs) this is listen they are having joe do the song and dance for suburban ladies everywhere i remember so clearly my mother she watched this movie i know my first name is steven which is about a child who's been kidnapped Hmm. and taken given a new identity by his kidnappers and has disappeared for years America years oh no and then he's finally found her caught sorry spoiler alert for a 40 40- you know we're doing a Melrose Place show we don't need to do spoilers for 80 <laughs> 80s movies
0: also, anyway like 50 years old by now
1: yeah so they find the kid and this is uh he'd, he'd been living a new life for for years But he knows his first name was Stephen. I know my first name is Stephen.
0: Hence the title.
1: Hence the title. And they don't mean like first name, middle name, last name. They mean my original name was Steven. And (laughs) that up. Yeah, and so (laughs) you can fuck all the way off. I hope you're enjoying the heat. How's the heat?
0: Oh, you could fry an egg.
1: (laughs) I could with a with a pan. Anyway. Uh, so my mother regularly drilled into us, <laughs> don't forget your name, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're kidnapped, kid, <laughs> don't forget your name. Um, now my older brother, he had to remember phone numbers and addresses me at five, no, don't forget your name. Uh, well, she didn't call me teach that's my new name, but whatever. <laughs> And I think that's what Joe's doing here. She's capturing that angst that all of us uh, have about, uh, for some reason, we only care about suburban kids being kidnapped. I don't know, like, that's clearly what is covered in the news. But this suburban angst of kids just being nabbed off the streets.
0: Oh, they're just grabbing those kids.
1: Yeah. Even though, as Joe herself said, people just don't do what you're doing to her baby's kidnapper. <laughs>
0: I mean, I say this with love. I want to preface this. Okay. I've, I've heard stories about, you know, you and your siblings in childhood. I don't know that if there were a kidnap around, you guys would have been the first choice. Just because, like, <laughs> it would have been a lot of work. Because there were a lot of you. And, like, to get one of you away from the other ones would have been hard. Mm-hmm. On top of it, it just sounds like it was a, it was a vocal household. <laughs> it would have been hard for one to be just sort of... M- Napped away, if you will, without the others going. Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: had they nabbed us, we all knew our first name. <laughs> so, come for us, Kimmy Schmidt.
0: I don't know how that would really help. Because what if they just had you use the same name, like? Teej? Yeah, they might not say like your name is. Let's just say Steven Now, like they might have just said, "Well, that's your name. Like, it's still your name. We're going to take yep. Oregon or somewhere."
1: you know what's so weird? And I just realized this. Oh, my God, Mary. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, boy. Whew.
1: Well, do you know when you took foreign languages in high schools and you had to have the, well, you, your name translates to all the languages because of, you know, Jesus. But for the rest <laughs> of us, we get to, we have to do a translation of our name. Yeah. Or you can just make a new one. Yeah. I picked Stephen. Stephen. And I think mm-hmm. it's because of this. Because of my mother's neuroses.
0: <laughs> For the record, I was never Maria in my Spanish class. I was Chiquita because I like bananas.
1: I'll leave that there. That's fine. I suggest we take a break before we <laughs> uh, get canceled.
0: Is that a reason I get canceled?
1: It's, it, this conversation can go towards canceled territory if we don't stop it dead.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. This week's episode of the Melrose PlaceCast is supported by the following sponsor. It's a dilemma every young businessman faces. What to wear to work. Dress codes codes vary wildly, (laughs) especially in these days of working from home. What's appropriate to wear to the office might not be the same as what's appropriate to wear when you're working from your futon.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. But Hunched hunched over your laptop.
0: Hunched over just pounding those keys. Pounding them. Uh but who has the time to come up with two separate wardrobes perfect for either environment let alone the money to spend on multiple pairs of pants <laughs> Well Billy Campbell's got the fashion solution for you
1: <gasps> Billy
0: I think you might know what it is It's acid wash jeans baby Woo 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 Yeah that's right Billy's acid wash jeans are truly the best fit for every occasion Recently promoted to VP of something or other, and you're getting, thank you, are you getting dragged into a lot more important meetings than you were before? No need to spend a lot of time in front of your dresser in the morning debating what to wear. Obviously, this is a job for acid-washed jeans. Do you have a double date with your ex-fiance's college roommate, plus your boss and her boyfriend? What's that you say? It's a picnic at the Hollywood Bowl where there's an orchestra playing? Don't sweat the details, baby throw on that same pair of acid wash jeans unless you just didn't bother checking them off after work you're ready to go what about your weekend warrior adventures with your fellow bro ooh are you heading up to little little and bungee jump off of a concerningly low bridge you're not going to want to wear just any of those <laughs> Yeah, low,
1: low, low bridge bungee <laughs>
0: low bridge bungee woo yeah that's right get your tushy into those acid wash jeans and go woo are you Whee! are you waiting at the altar they built over the swimming pool in your apartment building's courtyard for an agonizingly long time while your bride presumably jumps out of a window and runs away what's going to be easier to chase her in a fancy old player a tuxedo plus slacks or a nice broken in pair of acid washed jeans am i right do you want some acid wash jeans of your own yes
1: Don't- yes
0: well And I got news for you. You don't have to go online to remember any promo codes to find acid wash jeans of your own. Billy recommends just stop by your nearest local thrift store. They're going to have a rack full of vintage, perfectly previously owned acid wash jeans, probably from the same era he was wearing his. They're going to be cheap. They're already broken in. And the best part, Mm teach, you might reach into that pocket and find like an old piece of gum or a nickel in there. That's added value. (laughs)
1: I didn't even think about nickels oh,
0: those nickels are adding up that's acid wash jeans the more acidy the better
1: i think it's acidic
0: let's see i'm gonna go with acidy
1: okay i listen the ways i would like to use these jeans
0: <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> yeah so i've got questions
0: of course
1: uh first can i can i pair the jeans like are there rules to pairing it like with a nice um, let's let's say a nice vest
0: I think the yeah there are in that there are no rules you, acid wash jeans go with any vest
1: what about vest
0: oh my god they go with vests like a hand and a glove like th- that's gonna look so stylish together mm-hmm. people are oh they're gonna be confused whether they're more excited about vest or those pants
1: okay now are these acid wash jeans are they from a hip new uh, designer like Mancini Designs?
0: Uh, they are from Mancini Designs, but they were made in the 1990s. So they are neither hip nor new.
1: <laughs> but they're still available.
0: Yeah, you go down to your local thrift shop and you just check out that rack.
1: Oh, I wasn't sure if maybe like they hadn't fully sold out. They made so many.
0: Oh, I, you know, that's something that Billy can look into. There might be one of those boats that got stuck in the canal, and maybe there's a big crate full of them on there.
1: Do you remember when that boat got stuck and, like, the whole world economy had to stop?
0: That was pretty crazy, wasn't it?
1: And That was back when the supply chain was good.
0: When did that even happen? Was that this year or last year?
1: It was during the, the, the pandemic Lovato.
0: I mean, that's been going on for a while now.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a fair point. I just, just know <laughs> it happened while the pandemic was underway.
0: Well, yeah, because we were all just watching that boat sit there.
1: Now, so something, you know, when I go out in public, I, I like to be seen, but not be within six feet of anybody still uh, like, I've just always preferred that actually. So <laughs> do, do these genes, do they, they kind of have a repellent effect or is there a way that they can be used to ensure my personal space?
0: Well, if you've ever heard me react to Billy's acid wash jeans, you know, that they certainly repel me. So I, I can imagine there are others who are also going to stay far away from them.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Do they, uh, do they, any trouble with washing or caring for these jeans?
0: I would have to say probably not because we've seen, uh, Billy's ability to do laundry in the past is somewhat limited. So if Billy can get them clean enough, then surely the average adult of average intelligence can probably do it as well.
1: Well, I sure would hope that they don't have to be washed after every use because the more he has to the laundry room, the more likely it is that he's just going to wear some lady's bra on his head and get in all sorts of trouble because of (laughs) feminism or whatever.
0: Oh, you know he's not washing those after everywhere. Like, that's not how Billy rolls.
1: No, 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 ma'am. No, it's not. Well, listen, did you say these are available at Kmart?
0: I'm sure they are. But again, Billy would recommend going down to your local thrift shop. Right. Uh, And you know, maybe while you're at that thrift shop, you'll find some... um, previously owned kathy ireland merchandise as well mm.
1: gratitude by kathy ireland
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be a what a shopping day you would have there if you managed to find those two things in one spot
1: then you know okay picture picture a, a gradient scale on one end you've got a you know your local thrift shop right
0: mm-hmm.
1: a couple ticks up is goodwill which is really just a corporation masquerading as a thrift shop
0: true true and
1: then you know you just keep going and you're, you're kind of passing along stores you you pass along walmart and then target and JCPenney and boston store etc right
0: mm-hmm.
1: where on that spectrum do you put kmart
0: well i don't kmart almost doesn't exist right at this point like-
1: there's three left one of which is in new jersey
0: thank you you, you always remember that fact and i appreciate it um mm-hmm. where would they lie on the spectrum i'm getting yeah. I, with no disrespect to kmart because again I, I enjoyed taking my grandma there when she was alive um I mean, I think they're above Goodwill.
1: I think they're the next stop.
0: Yeah, they might be above Goodwill. With all due respect, they are certainly below Target.
1: <laughs> yes, of course.
0: Um, but it's you know what? That's not Kmart. It's just all the marketing. You gotta you gotta nail that marketing.
1: You know, are they above or below Farm and Fleet for clothing shopping?
0: Oh, that's that's a real lateral move. <laughs> From what I. <laughs> If Listen, you're in the, if you're in for some, uh, some overalls and dungarees and like waiters, you're going to want to go to the farm or farm and fleet. If you're just looking for your everyday, you know, Kathy Ireland and or acid washed, you might have better luck at Kmart.
1: Yeah. But if, but if you also need to get a bow and arrow and a hunting knife, go to farm and fleet.
0: Yeah. They have more to pick from.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Mary, this is so exciting. I'm so happy that we finally heard from acid wash and, uh. I listen I have a feeling I've got a feeling they're they're gonna come back in style but in a different way do you know what I think is gonna happen what well you know because all fashion trends recycle in and out
0: that's true sadly yeah
1: but they always come back with a twist yeah I think we're getting acid washed Jenko jeans Oh God. Mm-hmm.
0: Did-
1: <laughs> what
0: didn't they already make those acid washed I might be thinking of something else.
1: Oh my God. It, listen, if you find a pair of acid wash Jenko jeans, this goes out to all the listeners. You find <laughs> acid wash Jenko jeans at a thrift store, buy them, and I, I, I will pay you for them, whatever your price.
0: Finder's fee.
1: Yeah, uh, no more than $5, though.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be on the lookout for sure.
1: Oh my god, Mary, we are back for the second half of Season 3, Episode 14 of the Melrose Place cast. We are discussing sex, drugs, and rockin' the cradle. I shouldn't put a sexual innuendo in something with the cradle. Rock in the cradle. Too late. <laughs> Too late.
0: I'm Tej. I'm still Mary.
1: And, oh, we're having so much fun. Mary, why don't you... Oh, oh, you need to know something. Okay. You're going to make a trashy point. I think I'm going to win my point after that in less than five seconds.
0: That's a bold statement.
1: It's a bold statement, and we'll just see. We'll just see. We'll let you decide. The listeners will decide. They can email us at memroseplacecast at gmail.com, although they clearly don't think they can email us.
0: (laughs) Have we tested it to make sure the inbox works?
1: I sent a message to your mom.
0: Did she write back?
1: She asked for a coupon, so I know it was her.
0: <laughs> Normally when she tries to email me back, she winds up texting me, which is why I asked. <laughs> I really don't know how she's doing that. I, I <sighs> create this and it's not happening.
1: Do you know, can I tell you something else, Mary? This is beep, 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 other podcast news. Oh, okay. Mar- Mar- Place Podcasts with Dan and Jenny. They have, do you listen to them?
0: I, I don't
1: it's okay. It's okay. I, I, give, I fill you in on the highlights. You do. They, you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. They have this brilliant segment. They thought of it kind of like two-thirds of the way through season one uh, called Bitch of the Week. Ooh. They play the song, I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 I'm a boss-ass bitch. And then they each nominate a character to be the Bitch of the Week that week, and then all their listeners vote on it.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: It's brilliant. But what they just discussed after last week's episode, still to this point, Chris Marchette from JCPenney <laughs> in the bow tie clearance section has never been Bitch of the Week. Really? Yeah. So, the, the you know, Dan nominated him again. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Well, he's gone now, though. Like,
1: Yeah, that's what he got one last chance in, right? Like, he nominated him after last week's episode.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I misunderstood.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if Chris ever gets to be Bitch of the Week. They say it like that, too. It's fun.
0: Oh, that is fun. I, I don't think he's ever coming back, is he? I think he's gone.
1: I think he's gone, too.
0: He's back in the Outback. crying. Yeah,
1: yeah. so. Well, Mary, do you have a trashy point to make?
0: I do. It's short and sweet. Oh. I, this Jane enjoys a rare moment of finding something to do. <laughs> I mean, this is so good it was really good uh so we're at the beach house michael is home kimberly is tending to crying baby michael jr which is apparently his name now uh he calls jane he wants to see her he can't stop thinking about her and she says you know michael all we had was sex in vegas nothing else uh she says he says oh we obviously felt something for each other and she says i didn't it was just something to do and hangs up ha. <laughs> good job jane uh, later, cut to Jane at work at Mancini Designs, and there's a delivery guy who comes and he's got like some roses. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, beautiful flowers. I wonder who they're from, which is a legit question because her other boyfriend ran off with all her money and she's not seeing anyone. Yeah, uh, she, she shouldn't
1: have been happy. She should have been suspicious from the beginning.
0: Yeah, she's learned nothing over the years from the show. Uh, she opens the card and she's like, oh, I think these have been delivered to the wrong address. And the delivery guy's like, no, no. See, it says it's from Dr. Michael Mancini to be dropped off at Mancini Designs. And she says, oh, no, no, no. I really think he meant to have these delivered to his house. And she gives him the address. And as the delivery guy leaves, she laughs to herself.
1: She she gave him the address and a bunch of cash.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Cut to the beach house. There's a knock at the door. Kimberly sets down the baby and answers it. It's the delivery guy with the flowers. And Kimberly's gushing like, oh, he didn't have to do this. The delivery guy's like, "Uh, it took me a few hours to find your house. And he's like clearly waiting on a tip. And Kimberly says, maybe you should get a map and closes the door in his face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very rude. She's talking to the baby. Oh, Michael Jr., do you see how much daddy loves mommy? She opens the card and goes, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And we see the card and the card reads, Jane, you will always be my wife. My one true love. Love, Michael. And Kimberly says, Ooh. that's sweet. And she gets crazy eyes. And she whips the vase at the wall and the flowers go flying and the water splashes and the baby starts crying. And she looks very angry and has crazy eyes. Uh, this was short and sweet, but it was trashy, trashy fun. This plays exactly like something off of a soap nope. opera nope. from nope. the whole little plot line. Nope. Um, disagree. Marsha Cross nails it with her crazy flower rage face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fun to see the jane and michael dynamic reversed where she's the one kind of yanking his chain instead of the other way around and hooray for her with a little giggle when she sends the flower delivery guy on his way that was very cute
1: it was an effective way to shut down michael mancini uh a couple things i, I disagree this was another one of the high art points left on the table
0: oh was it
1: <laughs> it was so uh, before i get to that couple of things of note michael was calling jane but he had to do it from inside the house with Kimberly because they didn't have cell phones yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nowadays,
1: he would have just gone for a run at the beach and had all the time in the world and not have to look in the doorway to see if Kimberly was there. Second, Kimberly was real free with the opening that door when there's an armed mother trying to steal her baby back.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that is real trashy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Third, Michael only gets confronted by Kimberly the next morning because she didn't stay up late to slit his throat. Her words, not mine. <laughs> he didn't notice the vase smashed against the wall?
0: Maybe she made Maria the nurse clean it up.
1: <laughs> now, here was why this was an example of high art for the generations. Okay. Stick with me. My democratic socialist is, is coming out.
0: Is this your last example or is this a bonus Nope.
1: This is a bonus one. This oh. is one of the ones. There was so much art. So much art. Oh. It was like going to a gallery with a gay guy with a weird fucking nose that Matt dated.
0: Or that lady who was on the drugs with Jake and they made their butt art.
1: They did. Perfectly implanted butt art.
0: <laughs> That's <What> beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <clears throat> um. A friend of mine it does uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats or one of those. Oh, okay. Okay. And he lives in the city I lived in before I moved up. I don't need to be weird about it. He lives in Appleton, Wisconsin, a metro <laughs> area of about a quarter of a million people, right? Yeah. So small enough that there's only two targets, but large enough to have very distinct sections of town. And there's definitely like a rich side and then, and then an uber rich side and then. A modest side, etc. And he talks about how when he's doing deliveries to the poorer sides of town or the more modest sides of town, the tips are always much larger than when he goes all the way out to McMansionville.
0: Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
1: It doesn't surprise me either. They're fucking nasty. I don't understand why they're like that. But Kimberly saying, Well, then you should have got a map when the guy talked about how long it took him to find her beach house to deliver <laughs> Jane's flowers. <laughs> struck me as that high art that suburban like whatever that's your problem not mine now picture it we've got kimberly she's got joe's baby jane's flowers sydney's husband (laughs) someone else's hair why can't she just get something nice of her own minus the baron and the car accident and the blah 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 (laughs)
0: That damn barren Kimberly.
1: (laughs) She's so barren.
0: What a word. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: All right, Mary. Are you ready? I guess. I think you're going to fold immediately. I really do. I don't even think I need more of an explanation than just tell you the quote. It's done. It's over. I win.
0: I mean, technically, you already told me the quote, didn't you? Oh, no, you didn't.
1: Yeah, I kept it blank. (laughs) Okay. 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 So first, this quote was by Susan, the boyfriend snatcher.
0: Yeah. Not Are you ready? with the baby snatcher. That's Kimberly.
1: Kimberly's the baby snatcher. Well, Joe's trying to snatch the baby now. From Ooh. the only mother the only mother the baby knows.
0: <laughs> Michael Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway. <clears throat> the quotes from Susan. Do you concede yet or do you want me to actually read the quote?
0: I would like it if you read the quote.
1: Okay. It's always the needy people who get the attention. Oh, God. <laughs> I rest my case.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: am I right or am I right?
0: Uh, I don't think so. What? <laughs> but I look forward to you explaining more.
1: I, I didn't even make an explanation because it's so... It, prima facie. I think is how it's called. On its face. It's so, such a truism about the world. The needy people get the attention.
0: I don't think that's true.
1: <laughs> what?
0: I don't think that's really true in general.
1: Oh, I, I can't tell if you're doing a bit for the podcast.
0: Well, it depends on needy people and how we're defining that. Like
1: the people who are always like, man, man, man look at me. I need attention are always the ones that people are focused on. And the people that are just calmly and quietly self-sufficient, managing themselves Are kind of overlooked and ignored. I can't. I can't believe. I thought for sure that this was a in the net moment.
0: That's it. You used multiple sport references. Episode.
1: (laughs) I'm very uh, sportsy now that there's a gay character playing basketball.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really changed things.
1: That's the real (sighs) thing. Well here's what i get okay so here's what had happened billy comes and confronts susan for not giving him the message yes that allison needed billy at her special meeting and susan was like why is it like this billy i just forgot lie but i just forgot and she points out that allison doesn't need him she needs him because she's actually dating him not allison and Billy's like, she needs me, blah, 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 blah. And Susan correctly points out something that is true in this circumstance, but also in the world generally, which is the, the it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm. I can't listeners, yeah, please okay. listen, listen, listeners. It's what is it? It's the middle of August. You're hot. Mary's hot. The weather's extreme. Climate change. We're <laughs> ruined. So the Supreme court is as bad as it gets. I hope.
0: a weird thing to hope for but
1: okay. I hope it I hope it doesn't I hope it's as bad as it gets. Like I hope it doesn't get worse is what I mean. Oh well
0: that's better I guess. Yeah.
1: Uh I know, dear listener, you've not yet found a reason to crank up the old email machine and send us a message at MelrosePlacecast at (laughs) gmail.com. But I beg of you, please weigh in on this. I Mary has got to be gaslighting me, right? Like it's always the needy people who get the attention. It's such a high art point. It doesn't even need an argument behind it.
0: I will allow it in the case of a soap opera plot like this. And in some places in real life, I'm zooming out to the broader picture of it. The needy people get the Well, no, they don't. Cause like, look at all the things on TV where like, people are like homeless and have problems with things. And they talk and that, that gets totally ignored. Like there's all these other,
1: I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listeners. I'm kidding. I was just, I was just Please, bringing to you- life.
0: no i i mean i agree with the point like in the terms of like like interpersonal relationships to a certain extent sure like but that also makes sense because if you're not ever talking about your problems people don't know you have them so yeah people aren't gonna listen to you because you're not saying anything wow (laughs) wow. mary's (laughs)
1: taking a bold stance in favor of whiners
0: (laughs) it's probably because i'm really hot and whiny today
1: (laughs) (laughs) the temperature Um, it's not so bad down here
0: What is it down there?
1: I don't know. I'm in the house. It's air conditioned. Central air, you know?
0: Oh, my God. You southerners. (laughs) (laughs) Just like
1: Anyway, Billy and Susan, they continue to fight. Uh, Susan asked plainly if he still loves Allison, which didn't we cover this? No, she asked Allison if she loves Billy and she said something different. And uh, Billy says, yes, yes, he does. He'll always love Allison and Susan packs and moves out. And I think she's gone. I think she's gone.
0: I don't remember, but I think you might be right. Like, unless she pops up like one more time next week or something. But yeah, I think. Yeah. It seems about how long she was here, from what I remember.
1: And there's a real sad moment where she hands Billy his keys, and he says, "You don't have to leave. Uh, surely, there's a way we can work this out." And Susan says, "Genuinely, you know what that is." And Billy's like,
0: oh, never mind.
1: Backing <laughs> up. I mean, back off that statement."
0: Those two like. I was against this from the start. They got together and moved in together way too fast.
1: Mm-hmm. She should have go. gone to Newport Beach.
0: She should have gone to Newport Beach. That's where the Real Housewives of OC live, and they go to that one restaurant and get thrown out.
1: Isn't the character from Models Inc. on that show? Giselle.
0: No, she's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but close. That's the same. Same state. <laughs> from what I understand.
1: Well, Mary, the ground is yours.
0: The ground is mine. Um, Oh, boy. What did I say for last? I don't even remember.
1: It had to be uh, Peter. No. Oh, Joe and Kimberly, too. There was a lot there we left.
0: I call this one, Kimberly is a mother now. and doesn't have time for anyone's ludicrous crack but her own. <laughs> uh, so kind of continuing off the flower thing, Michael wakes up the next day and the bed is shaking. and He's like, oh, my God, is it an earthquake? And no, we zoom out. It's Kimberly standing at the foot of the bed, shaking it. And she says, your world's coming down around you. That's all. He tells her to take a Valium or something. She throws the card that came with the flowers at him and says, you have two choices. He starts laughing. He's like, oh, sweetie, that was a joke. It was a way to keep Jane off guard. That's all. How did you get this? <laughs> which is a fun question. She's like, the flowers were delivered here last night. Well, I was at home taking care of our child, which gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have stayed up to slit your throat and he laughs he says oh you know I like messing with Jane's head (laughs) like this is a master class he came
1: on that quickly too he was that I have to give him credit
0: he's sharp when he wants to be she tells him to shut his lying mouth she says I am a mother now I don't have time for your ludicrous crap which is something like I want to be on a t-shirt to give to my friends who are moms for mother's day (laughs) (laughs) she says you can either stay here with me and our baby or you can run off with your slut. But if you run off with your slut, your bags are packed and you're leaving right now. And she says, your son and I will do just fine without you. Uh, just then Maria, the nurse who helped deliver the baby, comes in. And she's like, the baby is having trouble breathing. They rush into the living room. And Kimberly picks him up. And he's kind of got a little cough. And she's like, don't worry, mommy's He's a doctor. I'm like, I think that's how that works. <laughs> but OK. Um, Michael's like, maybe we should take him to the hospital. And she's like, uh, first, have you made your choice? And he's like, yes, I want to stay with you and the baby. Uh, she says the baby's just got a little head cold. She'll pick him up something at work. It's fine. Later, Michael has rushed home. Kimberly has apparently called him. The baby's got a 105 degree fever, which I don't know a lot about babies, but that's a lot. Like, that's not good. Uh, he says, we got to go to the ER. And she's like, no, they're going to want a family history and a birth certificate. And I'm like, do they at the ER? I don't know. I've never taken a baby. And, uh, she says, they'll take my baby away. Michael's like, uh, can you please explain what's going on? She says, I bought the baby on the black market. Understand? I couldn't wait for legal adoption anymore. Can we just take a side trip? They literally had one conversation about adoption before this baby showed up. <laughs> so she wasn't waiting that long. Uh, Michael's like, Oh, I should have known. He said, don't worry about it. Let's get the baby to the hospital. I'll deal with the paperwork. We cut to the hospital. Michael is in fact turning in a clipboard with some kind of paperwork. Joe comes up from behind and she's like, I heard from Matt that my baby's sick. Is he going to be okay? Michael says, uh, nope. That baby is Kimberly's and mine and Michael Jr. is doing better. Joe's like, I just want to see him. Michael pulls her aside and says, you know, I'm sorry you suffered a loss. Sometimes the mind and body can't accept the shock of these things. Joe comes back with your bitch. wife Stole my baby. (laughs) <laughs> if either of you think i'm going away or giving up you're both in for a shock he says threats are not going to get her anywhere he's sympathetic to her grief but he believes kimberly joe cuts in and says well how about a blood test then are you scared it's going to prove that i'm right and he says all right all right i'll get you a blood test later we see michael calling joe the blood test came back and lo and behold it is her baby what a surprise 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 it's a miracle she asks if he'll help her and he says well that depends uh, you already lost custody of the baby to the Carter. So does that mean you want me to have the baby sent to them? And she's like, ah, his name isn't Michael Jr. And Michael says, well, we have to call him something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. He tells her to look at this way. If Kimberly and I raise him, you might get to see him once in a while. We can call you his aunt. How about that? Joe's like, you're making a big mistake. Nobody, not even people as twisted as you two are going to keep me from my baby. And Michael says, Joe, I'm afraid it's a done deal. And he hangs up and Joe throws her phone in a rage. Poor Joe. This storyline is long and drawn out. I forget how long it will keep going, but it's going to last for a while. Right. Because we don't even have that nanny yet.
1: I don't even remember a
0: nanny. Oh, there's a nanny coming. Uh, And then also it was super fun watching Michael to immediately go into gaslighting mode with Kimberly when she wakes him up and he's like, oh, those flowers were just a joke to mess with Jade. And I do feel like if she had been like 10% less furious, he probably would have gotten away with it. <laughs> a little too mad this time. like, But otherwise, he could have gotten away with it.
1: He was so quick there. Um, and it was weird to me how quickly he was like, yeah, this is your baby, but you can't have it. <laughs> I did not see that coming.
0: This baby is going to go through many games of Keep Away. show. <laughs> <It hurt> my- <laughs>
1: Now, don't you think though an example of high art for the generations? Here's another one left on the table. Okay. From Michael Mancini. Mhm. This was just after Joe said, "Your bitch wife stole my baby." <laughs> <laughs> which which as a as a pause. To be the writer to put that line on paper. <laughs> that's just so much credit. I I love it. I love it. (laughs) Michael responded with, I'm sympathetic to your grief, but I believe my wife. And I think that is a a commonly demanded practice in the institution of marriage. Wrong as your spouse may be, you pretend to believe them. Oh, wow. Uh, For the record, firm supporter of the institution and the practice.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you've never, you've never known me to disagree with a spouse.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: well, Mary, <sighs> I feel like we should talk a little bit about Creepy Peter.
0: Yeah, we probably, I did have that in my other section.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Hit us.
0: All right. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, there's a second time Amanda and Billy are at work. So the first time when he's not in the acid wash jeans, Peter comes in and Billy leaves to go do something. And, uh, Peter, Oh, Peter's like, you got to keep an eye on that Billy. I think he's got designs on you. And then he comes back later and Amanda and Billy are at her desk eating and Billy's in acid wash jeans this time. And this is when he gets the papers to go drive to the rehab center. Cause again, there's no HR department and Billy is the vice president of that. Apparently now, mm-hmm. um, and he's wearing acid wash jeans, I like to point out once again. Um Peter shows up again. He's like, Oh, you guys are always working together. I guess you're Amanda's right-hand man, right, Bill? Weren't you two romantically linked at some point? Just mm-hmm. <laughs> Billy yeah. says that yeah. kind of
1: Peter Peter jealous Peter Burns.
0: Mm. It,
1: not cute.
0: Mm-mm, not a good look. Uh and he's like, Well, we wouldn't want an old romance to get in the way of business. Amanda is like, hey, Billy, go run those things. Off he trots in his acid wash. Amanda's like, how dare you bring up my romantic past in front of an employee, like a jealous schoolboy. Peter's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not jealous. Just curious. Weren't you also pregnant by this employee? <laughs> he says when he gets close to someone, he likes to know where their emotional commitments lie, which is also a red flag, I would say. Mm-hmm. Did keeping the baby? Does she still love him now? Amanda's like, no, I find it dangerous to love anybody.
1: <laughs> which mm-hmm. is
0: very, very accurate.
1: Another point I left on the table. There was so much this week.
0: Oh, what a rich tapestry. Um, he wants her to go to dinner tonight to meet more investors. She's like, I got a lot of work to do. And he's like, you got to come to dinner. Uh, we cut to Amanda's apartment. I don't know if it's supposed to be that same day or the next day. I was a little unclear. He came by and he wants to take her out for drinks so they can talk because obviously there's some tension. She's like, I really would like it if you'd call first. I don't like when I have surprise guests. And she says, we went out the last two nights and I've got a lot of work to do. And he says he hates it when she throws work in his face. He's been in an operating room since 4 a.m. and he's still making time for her. And she says, let's just talk later and let things cool down a bit. Let's keep our relationship more professional. And he's like, wake up. The only reason you have this job is because you slept with me. That's not mm-hmm. a good thing to say to anybody, for the record. I am not <laughs> person, but that's not the tactic you should take. Uh, She says she's not going to listen to that and tells him to get out of there. He grabs her arm. Boo! She says, don't you dare hurt me, because he does look very threatening. And he's like, I wouldn't dream of it. But remember something. Nobody walks out on me. And he lets her go in their spooky, icky guitar music. And Amanda looks concerned.
1: It's a it's not a good situation, and I don't like that Peter just made this sudden turn.
0: I mean I think they've kind of been planting a few little seeds, not enough seeds. I what I don't understand about Peter is so when he started on the show, he was being brought in as sort of a foil to Michael Mancini and his shenanigans. And like Peter was being presented as like this he's like the good doctor and the good administrator who's just trying to do the right thing. And we've mm-hmm. slowly crept over into this weird territory. And I don't know if I like it or not. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's, I don't, I I, what, I guess what I debate is, is this what they planned all along or is this just where they went? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it, but it we just need to move on. We need to get get to a different part with Peter because I, I did not like it.
0: Um, the other two things I had written down were in the very beginning of the episode, Joe's meeting with her lawyer who did such a bad job. Yeah. She's confessing about what happened with Kimberly and hiding the baby. And she's like, how can I get my baby back? And the lawyer says, you've messed everything up big time. He had a great case prepared for her appeal. And I wrote, well, shouldn't he have just brought his A-game to the first trial? Because he really, really didn't. And he tells her to get help and a good criminal lawyer.
1: Do you know who else needed to get a good criminal lawyer? Who? John Eastman, legal advisor to President Trump during the insurrection.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I had written down was when Matt made Jeffrey breakfast. And Jeffrey was like, wow, you made like all these like eggs and bacon and like pancakes. He says, do you do this every morning? And Matt goes, no, it's usually just me. So why bother? <laughs> I was like, oh, I can relate to that, Matt. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh uh, No, he said eggs, bacon, the works. And I was like, what's the works? That's it. That's it. It's those two things. What are the works?
0: Oh, I thought there were more things. I might have not been paying enough attention to the breakfast. I'm sorry.
1: We uh, maybe grits. They are down south.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're in the deep south. <laughs> they're south of Highway Eight.
1: <laughs> you know. Also, we didn't talk about Sydney and Jake. Sydney tearfully comes to Jake and says, "You know, she wants to get back together." We and she says, "I didn't have sex with him in Las Vegas," and Jake caught that little dependent clause, if that's the right word. You're the English major, not me, and uh, calls her on it. And uh, essentially says, like, just because you didn't do it in Las Vegas doesn't mean you did did sleep with him, didn't you? And she admits it. Why she admits it, I don't know. I don't think she was obligated to.
0: It kind of comes back to that whole thing with Sydney where she's so back and forth. Like, I like... It's why I keep rooting for her character. Because she had... I mean, that was her being fairly honest, relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. that she even came. And I do think she has... I think her feelings for Jake are genuine. I don't think she's putting that on. And Mm I think she's generally been trying to be a better person, but Mm -hmm. she can't get out of her own way. But I just
1: think I didn't do it in Las Vegas is not the best defense. No, (laughs) you know,
0: there might've been a better way to bring that up.
1: Well, Mary, I guess next week we're at an impasse. You and I, I thought all my great arguments were going to win the day. You did not. I think we need a new special guest next week. And I've got one lined up.
0: Oh my God! How exciting! Yeah.
1: yeah, so we'll just have to see what next week brings.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh well, I'm I for one, and I'm on pins and needles, and I'm going to get out my best pair of acid-washed jeans.
1: Oh Mary, do you hear it? The whispers from our sponsor this week.
0: Oh! Oh, let me press my ear to the speaker.
1: Listen closely. You can hear it. The sponsor their words they they are washing over over amber waves of grain over oh. purple mountain majesties even Mary above the fruited plain
0: not the fruited one
1: not the fruited one if you listen closely you can hear this week's sponsor once again tell you she's gonna finger you sis
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> this week's sponsor. Matt Fielding's Legal Defense Fund. Mary, you remember Matt Fielding's Legal Defense Fund, don't you?
0: How could I forget? It was such a lucrative fund.
1: It was a $10,000 investment that he won from an employment discrimination case. And what he did, he took that $10,000, and yet he told his good friend, Rhonda, that he was going to start a legal defense fund. But he realized $10,000 won't go too far.
0: Yeah, that's not a lot of money, relatively so-
1: So he invested it in Bitcoin when it was worthless, and now he's got all the money he needs to help the good people all across America above the Fruited Plains.
0: Wow, those Fruited Plains are getting a lot of action.
1: And you know what's getting a lot of action? The new innovative legal strategy made available only to Matt Fielding's Legal Defense Fund clients because we have copyrighted it. Because in America, even the truth can have profit value. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we can copyright everything.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Would you... Can I tell you, Mary, about this new strategy, which, again, is trademarked to Matt Fielding's legal defense fund?
0: Yeah, tell me more.
1: He, by the way, he turned into a corporate whore quickly, right? <laughs> as soon as there was money to be made, you don't see him in a demand peace shirt anymore.
0: mm he's buying new salad tongs whenever he wants. <laughs>
1: He, he wants you to trust and believe that he is a man that can toss a salad. <laughs> hmm. Introducing for clients of Matt Fielding's Legal Defense Fund. Uh, by the way, no longer a not-for-profit. So you're going to bring the cash. Oh. Because this, this is a doable strategy. Okay. It's called the... I didn't do that in Las Vegas strategy.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: It's going to revolutionize everything. And much like pioneering medical breakthroughs that the pharmaceutical industry brings to save lives and limbs and livelihoods of people, but then they copyright it and make everybody pay excess sums of money for it, even though the research was funded by taxpayer dollars. Just like that, until this strategy goes into the public domain, the only way you can use it in court without paying a fine Uh is to hire a legal defense fund. Oh, wow. Mary, can I just give you a couple examples of how we've already successfully tried this in court?
0: Yeah, I want to know more.
1: Well, you have heard about a a fellow, uh, kind of a beefy football player.
0: Oh, I can picture one or two of those.
1: Who is alleged to uh, have slit his wife's throat and her lover.
0: Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, I've heard of that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, did you know, regardless of what he wrote in his book, if I did it, which was a confession. (laughs) He got marched into court. Do you know what, what almost put him in jail was not, not murdering his wife and her fiance, ex wife? Oh. It was getting into a fight over stolen sports memorabilia in a Las Vegas hotel.
0: Oh, that's what happens in Vegas.
1: But he was able to come in. We argued he did not do that in Las Vegas because the prosecutors, they only brought the evidence that he did it, not that he did it in Las Vegas. So we were able to institute the shadow of doubt by saying it didn't happen in Vegas because here's the thing. Do you know what witnesses couldn't talk about? What? What happened in Vegas?
0: Oh, that's true. That's a legal doctrine. Loophole!
1: (laughs) Yeah. We also, you know, sometimes the criminal justice system isn't kind enough uh, to middle middle-class white women.
0: Yeah, it's real rough.
1: Real rough. So we helped our good friend, Allison Parker, crap, beat the system by saying, did she, she didn't, no, no, she did not run down that kid on Thanksgiving in Las Vegas. She did not do that.
0: <laughs> it never like, happened.
1: did not happen. <laughs> and she got off scot-free. She beat the system.
0: Yeah, she really did.
1: Hmm? You know what else never happened in Las Vegas?
0: What
1: <clears throat> Jeffrey Dahmer never ate a twink in Vegas. Oh, oh,
0: oh. well, as far as we know, <laughs> no,
1: Mary, listen, it never happened. He did not do that, he was wrongfully convicted. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know what else didn't happen in Vegas? What Millie Vanilli never lip synced in Las Vegas? That is a lie, oh, that is libel.
0: Girl, you know it's true.
1: <laughs> it's right there. There's, there's one more example.
0: Okay. Wow, there's so many examples.
1: Do you know... There's a, a type of gentleman in this country. The very uh, sexist kind.
0: Oh, yeah, we got a couple of those.
1: The very stupid kind.
0: He's too beefy.
1: Stupid, sexist... And they think they're better than everyone else.
0: It's because they're so beefy.
1: Have I narrowed it down in the the universe of men much?
0: I think you've narrowed it as much as you need to.
1: (laughs) Well, Bernie bros have never thwarted a presidential election setting up the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade in Las Vegas.
0: I mean, as far as we know.
1: Well, Bernie did win Vegas. Did win Nevada in the last primary.
0: Mm, Sorry. some holes in your case.
1: So, yeah, because they didn't thwart it. Oh, wait, shit.
0: Ha! Right, I got it backwards.
1: (laughs) Listen, Mary, when you're accused of a crime, if you did it, if you did it, you're going to have to call Matt Fielding because we will bring that, no, she did not do that in Las Vegas, defense. It will work. So to all of the listeners of the podcast, of Mm -hmm. the Melrose Place cast, of the Model Zinc cast, even the Puddle Search cast. Yeah. I say to you, from me to you, as a friend, let's not sleep, sleep together. Not yet. Not in Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> ah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good advice. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that Matt was able to come out ahead on his investment in his legal defense fund. Mm-hmm. been able to put it to good use for some of these really illustrious people that you've mentioned in your examples who are great people and uh, deserve to get off on their crimes apparently
1: it's a bold opinion on Jeffrey Dahmer but I will let you have it
0: (laughs) I would like us to someone someone not me I'm not going to do it I would like someone to go through these podcasts and count the number of times you brought up Jeffrey Dahmer is I feel like he's almost like a member of the cast at this point
1: Okay, I'll stop there.
0: <laughs> ah, good old Jeffrey Dahmer. So, wait, seriously, how how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> I told you this,
1: right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the re- the reboot season.
0: So there's how many reboot seasons?
1: Just the one so far.
0: So far. Okay. but there's also
1: but then mary there's the the amazon has the true story of melrose place movie that we should cover
0: oh god how long yeah
1: have... and and no uh, uh, models inc has to be covered too
0: wait what the hell is models inc
1: it, it's a two-season spinoff
0: of what what do they of, of melrose
1: place from the lady from dynasty was on it i
0: think lady from dynasty my god this was like a whole industry
1: and I do think 90210, to get to understand where this show came from, is probably worth exploring.
0: I, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when
1: Allison left, she went to Allie McBeal.
0: Does it have anything to do with the content of Mel place?
1: I just feel like, how do you really want to be an expert in this or not?
0: I mean, I think you know the answer to that.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're in for all of it.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Awesome.